Welcome. To Arcade Audio. It's hard to find a movie that way. Lucky for you, we found a few. It's Queer Smoothie Night. Hi! <laughs> Hi, I'm Peyton. Hi, I'm Deb. And welcome to Queer Movie Night. Um, <laughs> I don't know why I had a brain fart. I was thinking of... Um, <laughs> I was thinking of this other podcast that I listen to, and they have this catchphrase that they say every time. And I was thinking, wait, do we have a catchphrase that we say? And I was like, oh, no, we don't. Um, <laughs> what's, their, what's the catchphrase that you're thinking of? Um, so it's called, um, this podcast does not need any promotion because it's already really popular, but it's called uh, Seek Treatment. And they always say, welcome to Seek Treatment, a podcast about boys, sex, fucking, dating, and love. Oh, cool. Yeah, we should have one of those. It kind of sounds yeah. like the L Word theme song. Have you ever yeah. heard it? No. Fighting, fucking, thinking, something, 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 something. No. Lesbians I'm gonna will listen know to when they hear sounds this. like a jam. It's not. <laughs> I'm glad that you think so, but it's. I think it's one of the most annoying theme songs for a TV show ever. You should do it. You should do it. You should do a cover of it. This is the way. It's the way that we live. It's the way that we live and love. But there's... Um, it was okay. That was an okay cover. <laughs> I, I sang for you the least annoying part, so you're probably like, it sounds fine. It just sounds like a basic song. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll listen to it after this. You sure. don't have to, Peyton. It's okay. <laughs> um, I feel like we didn't get to catch up the last time we recorded because we had so many people on. Oh, my gosh. What a, what a chaotic, wonderful couple of hours. <laughs> yeah, that was wonderful. Yeah. Oh, geez. Um, I was a crazy, I've been crazy about happy a season because I'm still working. Yeah. And I went in to work the weekend that it premiered. And mm-hmm. I don't know if it's just that I'm the only gay person that is working <laughs> there right now. Yeah. But they were like, oh, I feel like multiple people came up to ask about Happiest Season. And it was people all across the board. So it was a movie that truly unites all. Yeah. Everyone's seen well, I it. I think that's sort of what we're talking about. And like, it definitely feels like a movie that um, makes uh, queer people digestible for straight people. So Ooh, that's a good take. <laughs> I love being digestible. <laughs> Me too. I love to be digested. Queer movie night. We're digestible. <laughs> <laughs> that's our catchphrase. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's so, I um, was going to say tis the damn season, which yeah. is, a song off of Evermore, T-Swift's new album that came out, oh, because I, I think I freaked out when Folklore came out on the pod, and then I freaked out when Evermore came out, because I'm a Taylor Swift bitch now. <laughs> I kind of always have been, but this year I really doubled down. Yeah. I'm excited for her to, I heard she was re, like, recording her original music, because, oh, yeah. like, she can't get the rights to the original recordings. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of interested to see, like, her new take on like her original songs. I'm so pumped for because it. her style mm-hmm. is her style is so different now from that when she started. You're right, <laughs> she's grown so much. Wait, Nikki, are you a are you a T Swift fan? I am a Swifty. I will say, <laughs> <laughs> I am absolutely a Swifty. I uh, stand by her. I stand by her always. <laughs> yes, um, I loved Miss Americana. Did y'all watch Miss Americana? Oh, yeah. I haven't, but I want to. It's so good, Peyton. It's you have to watch so it. It's so good. I yes. I did cry when I watched it. We did, too. <laughs> oh, I think it's what confirmed that we were Swifties, actually, because we've loved Taylor. for so. We followed her career since the beginning. I remember listening to Tim McGraw in my in the dressing room in high school, um, yes. friends Laura and Jolie, and I've just always – I've loved her, but there was always something like holding me and Kayla back from, from full Swifty. <laughs> and it was folklore. Folklore is like, I think folklore came at a time when we really needed it. 
like yeah. as a whole, as a generation, as a society, but also personally for our household, we needed folklore. I need to and it's, to it. it's the best album she's ever written. I don't know if you feel that way, yeah. Nikki, but I think folklore is the best. I, I, th- I don't think I feel very strongly about 1989. Uh, well, I do too. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I, I, it hands down. And, her, and 1989 feels very culturally significant. It is. But at that yes. point in her career. Yes. I fully it, it was agree. a big, like, yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. This has been an honor to talk about with you guys. On yes. there. I, <laughs> so I can feel my cheeks burning. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think 1989 is the best, um, like album she's ever written as far as like bangers go number Mm -hmm. one hits cultural impacts that what it meant at the time when she came out with it because it was kind of like a fuck you to Kanye and like all of that shit that went down but Mm -hmm. I think folklore is the best album she's written as an adult woman who's gone through life finally realized she's 30 years old now 31 and is she just kind of grew up Mm -hmm. a little bit they're both they're both my favorite albums for like different reasons. I feel like their impact <laughs> yeah. was different. I but. definitely agree with that. I feel that way for sure. And and I, I I think too it's really beautiful to see how she's changed in her career um as uh, like artists and as artists to watch that is really really cool. And I think even just listening to those two albums also and thinking about that I think shows that off a lot. Right. Oh, did you watch her Disney Plus concert? I haven't. No, not yet. Oh, I want to so, so bad. Good. <laughs> I, I am a, we are like folklore stands until the day I die. I will think it's perfect until the day I die. And there's even a couple, but it's still, even with loving it as much as I already did, after I watched the Disney Plus concert, there were oh. songs that I always loved, but I wasn't fully like, I get it. I, it, the concert where she explains each song, but she's oh, so wow. fucking smart. It's not like, uh, I can, yeah. I'm tongue tied because I just think she's so amazing. I think she's a poet essentially. Yeah. And that can like speak for experiences that she's seemingly never experienced before, which is pretty amazing. I literally just texted that text verbatim to my friend, Laura, <laughs> two hours ago. So if she hears this, <laughs> that's why. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just love it, and I love, and I love her. Yeah. Fuck, she's I could also, do this all day. <laughs> she's also really good to her fans. Like in Miss Americana, yes. the way she treats her fans is unbelievably kind, and I think so different from any sort of celebrity we really see these days. Mm-hmm. Completely agree. Yeah. There's, there seems, there's something believably humble about her, which I think is pretty wild with somebody yeah. somebody with that career it's yeah it's hard to believe that they could still be humble but i believe she is i think she's kind of weird and well, sometimes in a way i love her <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> but she's she's you're right she's good to her fans she just seems like a good person who literally cannot stop writing music and mm. i wish that i had that problem if i don't know if it's even considered a problem but she just like churns out content material so much and i'm like how does i don't know yeah that's like uh, dolly parton she writes exactly every day uh-huh. it was thinking about dolly which i just watched christmas, christmas on, on the, the square. square oh my god it's on my list oh my god, oh my god i need your please feeling. tell me your thoughts on this movie um, before I, mean, I tell you mine well so first of all <laughs> i have to premise with like i love bad christmas movies first of all mm-hmm. like there's so many movies that like i've watched for years because they're like just staples for my family even though they're terrible mm-hmm. um that being said like my Devin and I absolutely love Christmas on the square. Logan hates it. Um, I, I mean, it's, it's so, it's so like community theater, so Christian, but so also like, so I don't, it's just so over the top. Like it's for, it's a movie made for the gays and for the Christians, like at the same time. And it's like, uh, I, I, I love it, but I I know that it's not good. <laughs> uh, everything you said is right. <laughs> the, the, that it was made for gays and Christians is 
so particularly correct with this movie <laughs> slash musical. Um, I also love bad Christmas movies. I love yeah. them. My, I just had a, like a burp inside of my throat. <laughs> you know, one of those ones. Um, I love them as well. I really do. I own a lot of really shitty Christmas movies on DVD that I've scoured the internet for, including a Divas Christmas Carol. Sorry, Vanessa Christmas Williams. Carol. Yes. Um, those, like, that's my shtick. I, yeah. I, my favorite Hallmark movie is Hallmark's 2006 classic, A Christmas Card. And I did have to scour the internet for a copy of that on DVD. I love these. That's all to say that this was one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and I love Dolly so much. I love Christine Bransky, and I love Jennifer Lewis. But I don't understand how the acting could be so, so bad beneath them. Was it that all of their budget went to paying the three of them? Because mm -hmm. the acting from the supporting characters, that was the thing. Like, it, you know when bad acting can be fun? It was bad acting that really irritated the shit out of me the pastor <laughs> his name was pastor christian can yes. we not can and his <laughs> wife i wanted to i'm sorry i wanted to throw her out of the car i love her she <laughs> had the most annoying this face Peyton. <sighs> she kept going <laughs> anytime the camera was on her i was like this bitch she her looked like her only credits are Dolly Parton movies. She's only been in Dolly Parton oh. movies. So Dolly loves her, but nobody else does. Good to know. <laughs> I she love looks her. like a musical theater hack. Like, I'm sorry, <laughs> but she drove me nuts. And her, the, and both her and her husband, Pastor Christian, <laughs> are terrible singers. Compared to the rest of the cast, they're not good singers. Yeah. They were weak. Oh, my God. But I'll tell you what. I had a really good time. Yeah, exactly. Besides them, they almost ruined it for me. Like, I hated those actors so much. <laughs> I know. That's pretty bad. That's so funny. But I, as a whole, I thought it was very fun. I could so easily see it on a stage, which was also very fun. I love that when Dolly was homeless, um, she just, like, kind of made her hair brunette. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to be like, I'm homeless. This means I'm homeless because my hair's not blonde. Um, <laughs> the twists and turns. That was really fun, too. This movie seemed so predictable, and guess what, baby? It never was. The twists and turns that came... I'm sorry if I'm spoiling this for anybody, and for Nikki, if you want to watch this, but when oh, the little... The thing okay. that happens to the little girl... Oh, my like, God. what? And then the reveal at the end? Yeah. The reveal oh. that... The reveal that um, Christine... It's wild. He's assistant is an angel yes janine from so you think you can dance she was in the jason raz dance do you remember that the really no, popular I, one. i've never watched that show i think i bring this up all the time and you always say deb i've never watched this show shut the fuck up about it but, oh um, my god i was watching it with chloe from the last episode and she was like if the assistant's an angel like how does everybody see her and like is she dead? And like, that's never like brought up in the movie. Like they don't say nope. if she like is dead or she's like an alive person that's supposed to be an angel. I don't know. That's really funny. I never thought about it until she brought it up. Oh, I don't know. But you um, know what? I like the music too. I thought the music was like, I love the music and I'm really, really mad good. because it's not like available on Spotify. Like they, there's a couple songs that Dolly covered for her Christmas album, but like, you can't listen to the songs from the movie and that pisses me off because I wanted to put them on my Spotify Christmas playlist. That's a missed opportunity. <laughs> exactly. Straight up. Yeah. She should. Yeah. A Holly Dolly Christmas. That's a fun yeah. album. Just listen to it the other day. <laughs> I also have a Christmas playlist that I feel very strongly about. And I was like, hmm. So, Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Sorry. We really went all yeah. in on Dolly and Taylor. We should probably start covering uh, today's episode's movie. <laughs> um, yeah, show me up. The Christmas Setup from Lifetime, which just premiered uh, this past weekend. Um, and I was an absolute pleasure, in my opinion. Um, yeah. What are your thoughts, Deb? I loved it. Yeah. I loved it. And I also, I wanted to reveal this. Yes. My wife and I, during this quarantine, like I said, I've always loved bad Christmas movies. I love made-for-TV ones. But I've never sat down and just been like, I'm going to watch all of them. Yeah. <laughs> I watch particular ones. Too. <laughs> My sister got me into them when we were younger. 
She was the first person I watched a Christmas card with in 2006 and then was like, <laughs> I need to look that one up. Fan. I love it. It's so bad. Um, <laughs> Ed Asner is in it. He's the dad to like the main girl in the love, whatever. Um, anyway, I, we have watched and I told one coworker this and my coworker said, Oh my God. So I've told nobody else. <laughs> <laughs> Except I've maybe told everybody. I say that I'm not, I've, I don't know. Um, we've watched, you know how Hallmark airs a new movie almost every night, but they definitely mm-hmm. do on Saturdays and Sundays, and then they air only Christmas movies all day, every day? Yeah. Kayla and I have watched, at minimum, one a day for the past four weeks. And I think I've done the same thing, honestly. That makes me feel better, and I figured you would. <laughs> but when I told my coworker, and she said, oh, my God, I wanted one to kind of slap her and two to die. <laughs> That's the proper reaction. I, we are – but the, I think it's – I think it's this. I think it's as simple as this. Life sucks. 2020 mm. sucks. Christmas right now, I love Christmas so much. It's my favorite time of year. It's not the same. My Christmas spirit is rapidly dwindling and I, there's something that is just so, it's just always a sure thing with Hallmark movies. Nothing bad will ever happen. It's the same format every time. It's always going to wrap up with a pretty bow at the end. And I know that it's predictable for that reason, but I feel like that's why we're gravitating towards them because they're so happy. They're like, here is Christmas shoving it down your throat. And I'm like, and we don't have to worry that it's going to end in a bad way. And like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just always happy. There's nothing bad ever. And it's the straightest thing I've ever done is watch (laughs) these every day. And I still love them, but now they're starting to like put in gay characters as like supporting characters in the new ones to Mm. like, kind of be like, here's a little something, but I haven't watched the lifetime ones as much. I'm really in Hallmark, but the lifetime ones I haven't been as into. And I'll tell you what, the Christmas setup is one of the best I've seen out of the 40 I've watched. Yeah, It's It's so good. good. Straight or gay. I would love it anyway. Obviously, (laughs) obviously. But the fact that it is gay is, is so good because they, I thought that they would make it like a whole thing being like, this is our first gay movie. (sighs) The struggles they've been through. It's, it's simple. Like, yeah. Even the conversation they have about it when, like, they're all like, are we all gay? It's simple. They go straight to it. It's not – the parents don't have, like, a weird reaction or anything. It's not, like, a whole thing, which I I really – and it's not this big, like, where they, like, talk about how they had such a hard time coming out in high school. It just is. And I think that's something that, like, I liked about Happiest Season and maybe, like, like, Shit's Creek, too. Like that kind of thing. Like I watched that like little documentary thing after I watched the finale where they mm-hmm. they were saying they never wanted David's sexuality to be like a whole thing. They just wanted it to just be. It yeah. just was. And I think the Christmas setup was really good with that. Yeah, yeah. I feel like oh the, the we were talking about the yeah, Christmas before too. And I feel like the Christmas yes. did a good job with that too. Loved the Christmas house. Yeah. Ooh, baby, I loved the Christmas house. <laughs> <laughs> Where the gays were a supporting a supporting part of the movie, but I felt like they did a really good job with that um, subplot. So that was good. For sure. Um, I want to, before we dive too far into the movie, I just want to go ahead and run over the plot, which will sound very familiar if you've ever watched a Hallmark or uh, <laughs> Freeform, ABC Family, Lifetime Christmas movie. Um, our lead character, let me see if I can get these names correct. Our lead character is uh, Hugo, who is, lives in New York and is a lawyer, and he's hoping to get a promotion. And then he um, invites his best friend, uh, Madeline, home for Christmas to stay with his mother, who is played by Fran Dresser, um, who looks amazing, by the way. Don't even get me started. I was like, I was like, okay, I know everybody's trying to be like, okay, Cardi B should be the new nanny. But I was like, if they bring the nanny back, Fran Drescher should still be the damn nanny because she still looks fucking amazing and hot as hell. 
Put that on my grave, Peyton. <laughs> <laughs> Write that on my grave. I, that was the first thing out of my mouth. When she entered the scene, I was like, she looks unreal. Yeah. Because, and that's another, Gail and I were just talking about, like, now we're watching all these movies and these older actresses who were, like, on sitcoms or in the 90s or whatever are now playing moms in these, like, made-for-TV Christmas yeah. movies. And so many of them have gotten such, so much work done and bad yeah. work done. They're like, makes, it's kind of a bummer. Because it's mm. not who you remember. Fran, if she has had work done, impeccable. You can't tell. Yeah, it she looks, looks amazing. She is aging like a fine GD wine. <laughs> she really is. And she's so funny. She yeah. just like, she's such a good actress. Yeah. I feel like every time she, she just was so natural in the movie. Yeah, and it was exactly. like a reminder why Fran Drescher is a star and yeah, always will exactly. be. Yeah, she was amazing. She was such a good choice for this role and so perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, so he goes home with her and then um, he keeps running into his high school crush, Patrick, who just happens to be delivering the Christmas tree. And it sort of comes up that Fran Drescher's character, Kate, is probably trying to set them up. Um, and then uh, there's a subplot where his brother comes home and his brother is um, in the army and he is um, crushing on his best friend, Madeline. And then um, he gets his promotion from his job, but it means he would have to move to London, um, which means he would have to leave. Um, and then by the end of the movie, he decides that he's going to stay um, and be and, and um, work things out with um, Patrick. So and his it, best friend. And his best friend. Ends up with his brother. Ends, ends up with his brother, yes. Classic. <laughs> and his best friend is so great. Yes, I, I love, love I love her. She's from I Glow. That's what Devin said. She was from Glow, mm-hmm. and I think she was in um, Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Pilgrim, which I think the the main guy was in Scott Pilgrim too. No way. Yeah, I think he might have been the gay friend. I don't know. I'd have to look it up, but I know that he's oh. from. Oh. So that was very cool. And there's another important subplot that the local uh, train uh, station that's like historical is going to be closed down to make way for like a new train thing. Uh, I don't remember what it's called, <laughs> but, um, and so he uses his lawyerly skills to, to save it. So that's good. Um, and another important subplot that I want to bring up later um, about that. Um, okay. But something else, um, the, something that I wanted to start with about like, I, the reason I think we en- we were enjoying this movie so much and, and how it handles everything so well is that a lot of people behind the scenes are actually queer. So the the two lead characters are played by real um, real life husbands um, who are actually married to each other. Um, the guy who plays the brother is actually gay as well, <gasps> uh, though he plays straight in the movie. Um, which is really refreshing. Whoa. Uh, uh, the writer of the film is gay and the director of the film was gay. So, oh like, my God. So like everybody in the film, so that really brings the authenticity to it. And we all know that Fran Drescher is a huge, her husband um, ended up being queer and she's like a huge queer ally. So I think a lot, a lot of people's uh, minds were in the right places and they, I think Lifetime did a really good job at, at hiring the right people for this project. Whoa. Did not know the fact about Fran. Yeah. That's mind blowing. Um, she actually had a sitcom on, um, on, um, uh, TV land that was with her ex-husband and it was, it was basically about them and how he came out as gay and, and she was like living with him and his boyfriend. Whoa. Yeah. I love her voice so much. Yeah, it's so iconic. She sounds like Lorraine Bracco, if you're a Lorraine Bracco fan. I don't know if I know who that is. I need to look at She is from Goodfellas and Rizzolian Isles and The Sopranos. Oh, nice. Um, she's wonderful and she has a show on HGTV right now, if anybody's a fan, of, of, uh, about her renovating an Ita- her Italian home. Nice. And it's really fun. But if you listen to both of them talk, and they're both from the same burg of New York, and they're only three years apart, and Kayla and I were <laughs> trying very hard to find out if they were friends. And we could find, we found like a couple pictures on Google of them together at events, but yeah, 
I would die to hear them. They sound exactly the same. <laughs> exactly the same. That's so funny because I think of Fran Drescher's voice as being so unique. So to hear that someone else has the same voice, that's so funny. You got to hear it. I w- it would be exhausting to have a conversation <laughs> with the two of them at the same time. But it's fun. But worth it. Yeah. I can't believe all of those facts. Those yeah. are great facts. Yeah. Well, it's like good for a lifetime. And we, uh, that's another thing that Kayla and I were talking about when we watched it is that I love that they cast not only two gay men, but pe- two men who were married. I think that's such yeah. a cool choice. I feel but like this is the first was, project they've done together. So that, was, that had to be so much fun. Yes. Yeah. I, I feel like lifetime was like, well, if we're going to do this risky movie, risky to them. Mm-hmm. they were like, we need a sure thing for the two leads to have chemistry. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I do love that they were like, they went out of their way to cast queer people for queer roles. Yeah, exactly. Lifetime got And even right. queer people for straight roles. That is so cool. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. Um, yeah, so I think this movie just gets a lot right. Just because those people were in the room. Like, I think uh, what you were saying before about like, how the the whole film, like the main storyline doesn't really have anything to do with their sexuality. It's pretty much like the one that I just told everybody, that's pretty much the same storyline you'll get in any Hallmark movie. Like somebody from the city comes back home, they want a promotion. If they choose the promotion, they'll have to leave home and the new person that they met. Um, So it was just really refreshing to see some, some different people in those roles because like, if you're like Deb and I growing up and watching these movies, you're enjoying them, but you're not seeing yourself on screen living that storyline. So to actually see someone that like could be like in your situation or, or you could be in their situation. It's, it's just really, um, even if these movies are cliche and like, they always tell the same story and that type of thing. It's just so refreshing to see yourself in that type of storyline. Yes. Yes. And um, that's the one thing, not about this movie in particular, but that's the one thing I want to say about like movies this year is like, it's nice that we got happiest season, but like all the TV movies are all two white gay guys. um, And there hasn't been any, to my knowledge, lesbian ones on TV or um, uh, gay people, uh, queer people of color on TV. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that would be the... That the would next be the next step, next step cause it's yeah. very white. Yeah. Um, same with happiest season. It was yeah, very white too. For sure. Um, but man, if this is the progress we'll take, I mean, this yeah. is progress. So I yeah. mean, I'll take it. This is so yeah. exciting. Yeah. And that's sort of okay. something I was going to bring up with like the other subplot is that when they're trying to save the, um, the train station, um, they find evidence that the owner of the train station was possibly also queer. He was like writing these letters to someone, um, a, a ma- another man. And then when he delves more into his research, he actually finds like a photo um, that has like a note on the back and it says to my dearest Ashby. And, and if he turns it over and you see them doing the gay handholds where they're like touching fingers. Yeah. Um, and and it, I really like this part of the movie because it really acknowledges like how far we've come to get to this point to this movie. Like it's acknowledging the history of like, this is the first gay um, centered film, uh, Christmas film on Lifetime. Um, And like, it's telling, it's sort of telling these two stories at once to sort of juxtapose like how far they came from like these two men in the early 1900s who like, had to hide who they were and like couldn't say like who their true family was and then juxtaposing it with these modern day gay men who get to openly be together and like don't have any obstacles um from their friends or family or their society or this town even um and just have normal everyday people problems Mm -hmm. um which is really refreshing um and even um I, I think I'm talking a lot and I'm going to let you talk. Um, oh my gosh. No, I think <laughs> shut up once. This is good. This is, but, um, we need this. But um, I love the way that, um, the, that Hugo's past is discussed is that he really admired Patrick for being like 
an out gay person in high school and he wasn't out at the time. And I think they, they don't belabor it in a way um, that other films, even like Happiest Season might do, where they're talking about like someone who's in the closet or has had a past of like having to hide themselves uh, for who they are. Like he doesn't have to go through this big emotional toil of like, oh, I was in the closet. It's just like a state of fact that that was like the way of things, but like now he's secure and safe. Like there's no awkward conversations or anything about that. Like Fran Dresser is 100% supportive is setting him up with this other guy. Like, it's just really refreshing to have that. Like, you can tell that this this story, even though it's a Christmas movie, takes place in the real world. They acknowledge like that that um, things have happened and and that progress has been made. Um, but that even in the not so far away past, he still had to be in the closet and that type of thing. So it acknowledges um, the past and also gives us a hopeful view into the future. And also like, it's just, it's really without belaboring it and without saying, look, we did this, like we made this gay Christmas movie. They're saying this is actually really important. And, um, and we're, and they actually were sensitive enough, I feel like to get it right. Ooh, that was all so good. That was really good, Peyton. Thanks. Thank you. I think, do you want to start a podcast together? <laughs> Let's do yeah. uh, no, I said no. Um, like, no. Uh, not really. I was thinking of starting a podcast with someone else. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I loved it so much. You're so right about everything. It was so good. The the all, the side storyline of the owner of the of the train station. Yeah, I was like, whoa, they're doubling down on the gay stuff. I know. This I was really fun. surprised. Yeah, right. Oh, it was so good, and I I just loved that it was it was meaningful and it was heartfelt, and they talked about like their journey with their sexuality, but it didn't have to be done over them both crying about it mm-hmm. or, you know, uh, and another thing that I loved about it was that nobody was weird about yeah. it. Uh, like I mentioned in the beginning when they had the conversation with their parents, yeah, that, that first like meeting, um, I was like, Oh no, it's going to be awkward because of this guy's dad. The dad is going to be like, Oh, 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 oh gay, oh, but he wasn't. Yeah. Maybe I need to have more faith in <laughs> people. I don't know. Maybe it's from personal experience. I loved but... that. I loved that the dad was like, I, it kind of feels boring to be like a straight guy right now. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay. And I loved that that Fran. I don't know where her name was. Yeah. Uh, um, Kate. I think Kate. is her character's name. A mom named Kate is not something... I feel like they're always like, Linda, Donna. (laughs) Um, She, I loved how much she tried to get them together, too. Yeah. Like, she was pushing a little bit. And there was just... Oh, it was so nice. This is what we need. People who are making these movies, please stop giving us these dramatic coming out. (laughs) I mean, they're important. I'm not... I mean... I'm not not to be disrespectful to those stories. The stories are yeah. important to tell, but it's also the only stories we've been getting. Yeah. And exactly. gay people do not, this isn't our real life. Our real life is this, is going home for Christmas and hooking up with somebody and falling in love. That's my life every Christmas. <laughs> every year I go to Green, Ohio. I fall in love <laughs> with my wife all over again. With my wife all over again. <laughs> Oh, I wish this was my life, honestly. (laughs) It's so cute, though. And I love, I love, and the two characters are so, like, even for a Lifetime Christmas movie, the characters are so layered. Yeah. Like, they're the typical, like, like, one is uptight and all businessy, and the other one's like, you should stop and enjoy things. But, like, they really are, they really are layered, and they have, um, it's not like they're, it's not like they put one in like the female role and the male role. Um, mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't know. It's just so nice. It was 
That's <laughs> all right. Well, let's rate the movie. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody treated them like they were normal people. I don't know. Yes. No, you're right. But they did. They did. They were they were never they were never treated differently. Yeah. Ever. And I just was I was not worried, worried, but a little yeah. worried that that with this being a lifetime movie and the first time this is ever that lifetimes ever had a gay Christmas romance movie. Like mm-hmm. I felt like it was inevitable that there were going to be cringy moments. And that's the thing. There was never a cringy moment. Yeah. Like that's huge. That's huge for lifetime. And even, even with the Hallmark one with the Christmas house, it, my one thing about the Christmas house was that the husband had no personality except for the fact that he was a husband. Yeah. Definitely. That was my only thing about that. But I thought yeah. even for Hallmark, like, I thought they they both did a great job yeah, of sure. like normalizing this relationship, not having the parents or any family members or friends treat them differently or react badly or have to come to terms with it. Everybody yeah. just was already. And mm-hmm. it, Kayla pointed out too with the Hallmark one, like they were married. They weren't even like, I'm bringing home my boyfriend for yeah. the first time. They were married yeah. and they, he was a part of the family and that is just simple. I It gives me hope. It gives me hope that we get more of these from both Hallmark and Lifetime that it's not just one and done. They're like, we did the gay one for the gays. Now they can shut up. I hope this inspired, it has the opposite reaction. I hope it was received well Mm -hmm. from what I've seen online. It was received well. What I don't know is what are the, the moms of America are probably, you know what I mean? All of my, (laughs) my news is skewed. Yeah. From my phone to like what I like yeah, and who I, who I, you know, like reading, but I, I'm sure that conservatives yeah, who these channels are usually more tailored to, mm-hmm. I hope that it, they didn't, it wasn't a bad reaction for them. Yeah. I hope that it was actually eye opening because this movie was so good that I, I would be stoked if this was somebody's first time that they like yeah. really watched a gay movie. You know? Well, and I think I think it, they, that Hallmark and Lifetime, m- more so Lifetime, because they have a story that is actually centered on a queer couple, have picked up um, additional viewers from from these films. Mm. Because mm-hmm. as we as we as queer people know, like we heard about these films and we're like, oh, I'm definitely going to make an effort to watch that because it's going to have something that I relate to, and I know like I definitely like. Um, there's another gay Christmas movie that came on recently that um, I have on my DVR, but I haven't watched called Dashing in December. That's on the Paramount network. That is another gay queer movie um, with, uh, with Andy McDowell plays the mom. So that's oh, I love Andy McDowell. <laughs> um, and so I think that these, these films are probably going to be making some numbers that they're not used to getting. Um, hopefully Ooh, in additional mm-hmm. to some of the regular numbers that they get. And, and then, hopefully next year Hallmark will be like, Oh, we're going to do a a gay centered movie too. And, and maybe they'll do more than one next year. Um, And maybe we'll see some um, more lesbian relationships. Maybe we'll see, we'll start seeing more uh, people, uh, queer people of color in these uh, relationships. So I think it is a really important first step. And I think that um, the Christmas setup is a, I think is a really great example of these, these handful of films that has actually gotten everything right. And I'm really happy that Lifetime put the right people in the right roles for it. Um, and, and it came out so well. So good. Hallmark actually, a couple months ago in the fall, uh, they there was a movie called Wedding Every Weekend, which I actually think was Kayla and I's tipping point because my sister was like, you should watch Wedding Every Weekend. The couple that stars in it, you know how sometimes they'll like, people have chemistry or they get along or people like them together, they'll like keep putting casting them in movies together. Mm -hmm. Um, And they're a couple that we particularly really like. They're very funny and they're charming and they're pretty good actors, which is pretty, pretty rare. Um, But I think this was our tipping point because we watched this movie in like October and we were like, we love this. (laughs) We love this. Anyway, um, one of the weddings, like the premise is that this couple keeps, accidentally running into each other at a wedding at, oh, like at four different weddings, weddings. And a funeral. Yeah. Um, and one of the weddings is a lesbian wedding. It was the first, uh, lesbian wedding and lesbian kiss on a Hallmark movie. Wow. And it was the highest rated, um, 
or it had the most viewers out of any movie out of 2020 at that point in October. Sounds That's right. telling. Mm-hmm. That is telling. And it was good. It was yeah. good. I don't know. I hope they're, pay- they're paying attention to this. It's just Hallmark. These channels can be so tricky. Mm-hmm. You have who they want to please. Yeah. You know, well, and they don't, they don't want to, they don't want to dissuade their, their viewers that they already have for sure. Right. So. But they, you know what? I think Hallmark learned their lesson because you remember when they were airing that commercial about the lesbian wedding and the moms of America got mad. This was in the summertime. They oh, got no, mad and they pitched or, you know, a fit. And Hallmark took the commercial down and then wow. people lost their mind as they do on Twitter. As they, they were like, yeah, they were like, this is fucked. That's not, that's not okay. Not today. Not, th- not now. <laughs> not today, Satan. Not today, Satan. And <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so they were, they tried to backtrack because people were mad and fun fact Kayla and I auditioned for a Hallmark commercial that was going to be, uh, they, it was like a real life lesbian couple um, having. Oh, I'm pissed that you didn't get it. <laughs> oh God. If you were to see our self tape, cause this was during quarantine technically, I think. So we had to I want to see it. it. I want it. We had to, fa- we had to improvise rummaging through a purse and being late <laughs> while talking to our kid in our backseat. <laughs> it was so stupid. <laughs> self tapes are the worst. <laughs> and we did not book it. Didn't even get a call back. But you know what? We did it. And at the time, it felt like we knew something because it was like one month after all of this commercial drama. Yeah. So they, they tried. They were trying to make it better. They realized. Mm-hmm. I think they realized the error of their ways. And I, I don't know if it was like a moral thing or if they were just like, we need numbers. We need the lesbians back. But yeah. either way, they did something about it. And now they're making movies and... The, the movies are the highest rated ones of their whole catalog out of an entire year. That's super telling. I hope that this continues. I'm really hopeful that Lifetime like did everything right. That's another thing that's so cool and surprising is that they really did everything right. Yeah. How many movies are being made in, in, in by much bigger people with much bigger actors released in theaters that are so horribly wrong? Mm-hmm. And Lifetime, of all people, got it right. <laughs> good for you, Lifetime. For for you. Wait, what is it? You go, Glenn Coco. For for you, Glenn Coco. You go, Glenn Coco. <laughs> I love I it. I liked your little Damien voice that you put on. Well, <laughs> for you. Speaking of Jonathan Bennett, it connects. Yeah, he was in the Christmas house. Yeah. And he seems so much happier now. Yeah, and so he much did. he seems like himself. So Yeah. I was oh, surprised I when it. they kissed in the Christmas house. I didn't think they were gonna get to Right? Go. I kinda was yeah. too. I don't know. <laughs> but I, I love it. And it's really it's really good. It's just so nice because I love I love these movies so much and they're so comforting. And one there we were watching one and there was a surprise lesbian sporting character we didn't even know about. <laughs> and we we're like I hope this becomes a trend. Yes. I hope it um, does. And it's nice to have characters actually identify as queer because there Mm -hmm. are a lot of coded queer characters in these kinds of movies as the best friend, but it's never actually confirmed queer. Yeah. The sassy male friend, but they, he, he never, he either weirdly starts flirting with some woman like near the end of the film, Mm -hmm. or you just never see him with anybody or it's confirmed that he's gay or at all. Mm -hmm. Um, So it is nice that, even some of the supporting characters in these movies are starting to come out as queer. One we uh, just watched that we really liked. I forgot what it was called, but it's with the couple from wedding every weekend. What was that one called? I really liked it. Anyway, she's not paying attention. She's like, I'm <laughs> she's doing like, work <laughs> for my actual job. Like, fuck off. That I get paid for that. I'm making money so we can live in this place. <laughs> Damn it. It's really good. But I don't remember what it's called. Um, Star, Star of Christmas, or Christmas of Christmas Star, Christmas at Star, Christmas at Starlight, Christmas at Starlight. That's it. Um, the, one, the the main friend of the main woman is a sassy. We're supposed to assume gay man, and he's just that the whole time. And mm. then three quarters of the way through, we meet his husband, and they have a lovely conversation, and it's a whole thing, and they kiss. We love it's, that. It's starting to become like, I hope. 
I, I, I like that the way that they're easing into it is not by being like, and here is a gay person. <laughs> it's low key like that, but yeah. not, not as in your face as I would yeah. imagine it would yeah. be. <laughs> it's just so exciting. I'm so happy because I love this so much. And it's yeah. so exciting to like finally see somebody care enough to want to talk about a story we can relate to and talk about, like show a story about queer people to an audience that otherwise would probably never watch a queer film. Exactly. I hope they're watching it. I hope the people that watch these new movies every Saturday and Sunday and love these movies, I hope no, like somebody didn't skip it. I'm sure Mm -hmm. people did because my Lord, Um, but I'm sure like bad people um, in this country, but I'm sure like people, like some people that might be on the fence about like watching queer content, they might see, Oh, Fran Drescher's in it. I'll, Mm, I'll mm -hmm. I'll watch it for her. Like I'll check that out. So it is nice that like, there's that kind of thing. And even with the Christmas house, like the, the, the couple isn't the lead couple. So somebody might watch that. Yeah. Um, I have a joke with my brothers about the Christmas house that the, the straight brother is actually gayer than the gay brother in the Christmas house. Yeah, he seemed a little gay. Yeah. <laughs> and also his love interest was a babe. Oh, she oh was. Oh, my God. She was Hispanic. And yes. we were like, okay. She was hot. She was very hot. She was like unconventional And she Hallmark had kind hot. of like a husky voice. It was hot. Yes, it that's was. what I'm saying. It's always blonde women. And she it's had this always blonde women. dark hair, long dark hair. Yes. Yeah. She had like really strong features, a husky voice. Mm. Like she, she was hot. Yeah. yeah, she. Was, I would say she was a dom and he was a sub for sure. <laughs> oh yeah, I love that. I'm making crazy faces. <laughs> I need to let it out because I feel like half of my half of me <laughs> making people laugh is with my face, and I have a mask on at work, so I feel like I'm less funny. <laughs> I need this. I need validation. I need this. I need you yeah, to laugh. I need you to laugh at me. <laughs> I need you to laugh at me. I'm breaking down in front of everybody right now. <laughs> um, also, I'm, I mean, I'm sure it's because they were a couple in real life, but the kissing in this movie was really good. I want to talk about the kissing when they were seeing, when they were on the bed of the truck watching the Northern Lights. Oh my it God, wasn't yeah. just one kiss <gasps> they did they uh, when, they went in, when they went in for the second kiss i was aghast i was like <laughs> oh my god they're gonna do a second kiss a perfect use of that word <laughs> but they did i know it wasn't just like a like christmas house they just had one yeah. like mm, peck which they do that in straight movies too yeah i just watched one where the buildup was like so good. It was with Ashley Williams, who writes and stars I in Hallmark movies. Love Ashley Williams. Kimberly Williams, Paisley's sister. Oh, no, I didn't know they were related. They're sisters. Oh, mine is blown. <laughs> I know her from Snow, and I love her. She she's was also, so good. She was also one of Ted's girlfriends on How I Met Your Mother, and I think she was the best one. Oh, I don't watch How I Met Your Mother, but I you love don't, her. You don't she, she writes all, like so many movies. That's crazy. And she's she in stars one the, in the one she writes. She's in Christmas and Evergreen, and she's like in every one. There's like four Peyton, of them. I was going to – do you know what movie I was just about to talk about? Christmas and Evergreen. Christmas and Evergreen. <laughs> oh my God. We're meant for each other. Dude, I, haven't, kiss- I haven't seen it yet, but there's four of them. So we're waiting well, for I all know. to record so we can watch them all. Um, so far, number two has been my favorite. Okay. Um, because who's the star? Julie, Julie, Julia. Um, this, I don't remember, but the star is, is very likable. She's one of the better actresses on the, yes. on the network, but I love Ashley Williams. And the movie I was talking about was Christmas and Evergreen because like the movie builds and it builds and it builds and her kiss with her love interest at the end was literally this. Not even, not even a sound. It was the most boring peck. <laughs> I was like, what the hell? You're the straight ones. You can do whatever you want. I'm sure <laughs> nobody's gonna have a problem with it. But in, but in the Christmas setup, oh, they made out. They okay. made out. It was oh not God. just a peck. And the, at the end, when they kiss at the train station, and Fran is literally sitting there taking like fifty pictures of them. <laughs> <It's so funny>. <laughs> <laughs> I love it so much, and it's so cute. It's such a cute photo of them when they like close the Christmas book at the end. Oh, I love oh. it. I can't believe we just really so we watch more of these than we both realize. 
I told I'm, you I was watching a lot of them. Did you see? Okay, this is this episode is everywhere. But did you <laughs> see the really bad Christmas movie with Melissa Joan Hart and Jason Priestley? No, Good. but don't watch it. I I, I think I, it's called I, Dear Christmas. Was it this year? Was it a Lifetime yeah. one this year? No, My it, was sister, Hallmark, it was Hallmark. I think. Maybe not. Maybe. I mean, well, I'll, I'll say this. I don't know if my sister's going to listen to this. I don't even know if she listens to my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> to my podcast. Um, she kind of vets them for me. She'll watch the shitty okay. ones. Okay, it, it was on Lifetime, so don't worry. She said the whole, the which is actually, she said the whole Christmas lineup on Lifetime this year is, has been ass. And which is why I was a little bit nervous about the Christmas setup. Yeah. But well, she said it, it hasn't been that good. good. So how was the Melissa Joan Hart one? Because I oh love Melissa Joan Hart in shitty made-for-TV Christmas movies. I love her too. I absolutely love um, Holiday in Handcuffs. I love Holiday in Handcuffs. <laughs> she is absolutely insane in that, and I love it so much. It's so good. Her and Mario Lopez. Oh, Mario yes. Lopez. So hot. Um, but yeah, this movie is really bad. One, it had like absolutely no conflict. So hmm. she is like, she's a podcast. She has a podcast and she basically talks about people falling in love over the holidays. I can't remember what her podcast was called, but she falls. She talks about people falling in love over the holidays, like Valentine's day, Groundhog's day, that kind of thing. And she's trying to come up with a, a story for Christmas. She goes home and she meets Jason Priestley, who is Mr. Christmas. And he <laughs> goes around fixing things because his name is Chris Massey, so people call him Christmas. So his uh, he calls himself Mr. Christmas. <sighs> they start dating each other. <laughs> it was filmed during quarantine, so for some reason they have all these party scenes, but there's nobody at the parties. It's just the two of them, like in a big room, or they'll say like everybody's in the other room or they're in the house, but there's nobody on screen. There's a total of like six people in the movie. What? Her parents are famous actors. One is Faith Prince. The other one, I can't remember his name. Um, huh. Nobody, the parents don't even kiss in the movie. I think somebody kisses on the forehead or something. I feel like this had to be made <laughs> very early during quarantine when they're being super, super cautious. Oh. And, um, and they don't kiss until the end and it's not very good. There's absolutely no conflict until, until like, the third act of the movie when Melissa Joan Hart's boss says, um, well, she says like, you haven't known him very long. And then Melissa Joan Hart freaks out and decides that like, they can't be together because she hasn't known him for very long. And then, and then later she finds her diary and finds out that she had a crush on him in middle school. So then she, she thinks it's fine. And then they get together. Oh but God. literally the whole rest of the movie is just her being at home. And then sometimes <laughs> they go on dates. It's really bad. <laughs> the last thing I saw Jason Priestley in, I swear to God was, I want to marry Ryan Banks when I, I was a child. I seen, I don't it's seen that. a made for TV movie that was on at the time. It would have been Fox family. And it starred Emma Caulfield from, from Buffy. She was Anya on Buffy. Um, okay. And Oh my God. And Bradley Cooper. Yeah. And she actually, I was obsessed with it. Jason, it was like set up like The Bachelor and Jason Priestley was like the quote unquote bachelor. And Bradley Cooper was a producer on the show. And then Emma Caulfield was a contestant and her and Bradley Cooper fell in love. So it was them fucking around. I think I did watch it actually. Yeah. Yeah. I loved that shit when I was little. That was, I swear to God, I cannot, I have never, I have not seen anything with Jason Priestley since then. That Is makes he, sense. Does he look okay? He looks pretty good. I thought he looked good. Yeah. Okay. okay. I mean, you, you could definitely tell he was older, but he was still attractive. Yeah. Um. So anything else we want to say about the Christmas setup, actually, the movie that we're covering? <laughs> 
<laughs> Does anyone want to talk about the Ashley Williams movie made this year called <laughs> Never Kiss a Man in a Christmas Sweater? Because that one was pretty good and I watched it twice. <laughs> it's it's on my DVR and I haven't watched it yet. But it's She's on the DVR. so charming. <laughs> my sister also got us really into Bethany Joy Lenz movies because she's she's from one tree hill she was uh i did not watch one tree hill but i knew that there was a character i bet you would like one tree hill oh played by hillary burton oh (laughs) hillary burton will have my heart forever i loved peyton (laughs) i the the cast is stacked for one tree hill um michael murray right yeah who he was in one i just watched recently and he is yeah i don't like him I never really liked him. I never really got the got it. Maybe it's the gay, but I feel like what's the saying? Just because you're gay? gay doesn't mean you don't have eyes. Oh, 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 you mean because you're gay, you didn't find him attractive? Yeah, even when we were little, and I and we were supposed to find him yeah. attractive in like a Cinderella story and Freaky Friday and stuff. I never found him that cute. But I always was obsessed with character Peyton. Wonder why, Deb, <laughs> little ass lesbian. Little ass, ass lesbian. <laughs> that was me. Um, what were we talking about? Um, the Christmas setup. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, I started talking about <laughs> Bethany Joy Lens. You were talking about Ashley Williams, or I don't I love know. Ashley Williams. Um, I loved the movie. We should end this because I could talk about this all yeah. all day. So I need to stop. Um, I loved it. I thought it was wonderful. Really well done. Surprisingly well acted. Surprisingly yeah. not problematic ever. Yeah. I also love the, the little storyline about like him and his brother not really connecting and then how mm-hmm. they connected over like over like their relationship with their dad and they talked a little about about how their dad had passed away and that kind of thing. And mm-hmm. I thought that was really well done. And I really appreciated that too as like a as like a gay man who has a straight brother. Um, who has sometimes been like, I wonder if we won't be able to connect because because I'm gay. I really appreciated mm-hmm. that inclusion in the movie, and I felt like it it did a lot of good things for it. Um, yeah. So yeah, there wasn't anything. I, I I think that like I hate to like jump to the rating, but like I I think that this is like a a six on the on the Kinsey scale for me just because it it literally did nothing wrong it literally got everything right like mm-hmm. um I it could it could be more diverse like it couldn't have less white people in it but other than that like as far as it goes for for um a portrayal of queer people I I think it's it's amazing oh yeah I completely agree wow we did just jump right to it yeah. yeah um i would say a six too i thought it was really good yeah it was just so good nothing wrong with it no complaints except for yeah very white yeah my lord can you imagine how perfect it would be if it were less white yeah (laughs) because it's pretty perfect now yeah Uh, it's so good i will absolutely watch this movie every year oh i'm i'm gonna watch it again for sure yeah yeah. We needed this palate cleanser after Happiest Season. <laughs> Which was also a very good movie in its own right, but problematic mm-hmm. for other mm-hmm. reasons. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Um, I'm not sure when we're coming back. Um, I don't but know. I think we're maybe taking a little break for the holidays. Happy holidays! Happy holidays! <laughs> Happy holidays! Let the merry bells be ringing. Happy holidays! <laughs> that was magical. Sorry. No, you're totally fine. I'm so sorry. I just keep being silly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so I'm silly. I'm sorry. I'm a silly. I'm a silly little lesbian. i will um and and just to cover all our bases um i will say that um i think this movie definitely passes the uh vita russo test as well it has um queer identifying characters who have uh personalities other than being queer and if you remove them from the plot um it would change it significantly so it just it just covers everything It, it does Bada bing, 
Bada boom. It, it checked all my boxes, you know? Checked all my boxes, too. <laughs> <laughs> I know Fran Drescher checked your boxes. Oh, Fran will always check my box, baby. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, make sure to follow us on um, Queer Movie Night at Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram. Um, stay tuned and and stay on the lookout for when our next episodes are coming out. Um, have a happy holidays. Make Where sure can you- we follow you, Peyton? Oh, you can follow me at uh, Peyton Cody Lynch on uh, Instagram and Twitter. And me, Deborah Duncan, on Twitter and at Deborah D back on Instagram. That was just because I wanted to plug myself. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it actually works. <laughs> um, and yeah, just like like and subscribe, share us, catch up on our episodes if you if you uh, want to hear other ones. Have a happy holidays. Enjoy all those gay Christmas movies. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. And the merry bells be ringing. Happy holidays to you. Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at arcadeaudio.net.